Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. On today's show, we have Dallas Robinson. Dallas is a founder of a company called Kistix. He started this back in his dorm room at Utah Valley University. And from there, he took it all the way up to Shark Tank. We talk about his experiences going through Shark Tank casting call, how he stood out in the crowd and made it to the next round. And then we talk about how he landed a deal on Shark Tank with Mark Cuban. Then we discuss on how that deal has actually affected where it took his company today. It's done a lot for him, and he's made a lot of progress. And then after talking about Shark Tank, we go into detail about his experiences with selling online, selling on Amazon, and how to master the search engine optimization. That's a big question these days. It's vital for your success if you're going to sell online. He gives his three tips for maximizing search engine optimization. Some great stuff here. And there's a lot of other stories we go into detail about. This kid has got a lot of great information. He knows a lot. He's 28 years old, and this kid is killing it. So there's a lot of stuff in today's show you're not going to miss, whether you want to get on Shark Tank or you're just looking to learn a little more. You're going to want to listen to today's show. But before we get started, I want to do a shout-out to our sponsor, Arctic Stick. Arctic Stick is a new, innovative product that both cools and flavors your bottle beverage. You can simply pop your top, fill full your desired liquid, and freeze. If you want to use it to keep your drink colder longer, all you got to do is drop into your drink. It'll keep it colder for a longer period of time. I use this product every time that I go to the gym. I don't know about you guys, but I don't like to have warm water or warm any kind of drink. So the Arctic Stick, it'll keep your drink colder for a longer period of time. That's not all. I like to put my energy shots inside. Whether I'm going to the gym, I can use it for an energy shooter, pop the top, and take a shot. Or I can mix it into my water and make an energy drink. You can twist and drop in for an energy burst. It lets you decide on how you use it. You guys want to be prepared to take on your summer with Arctic Stick? You can go to ArcticStick.com and get a six-pack. Go to www.arctic.com. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Let's hear from the pro who made a deal on Shark Tank with Mark Cuban. Dallas Robinson tells it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brandon Adams, and today we have Dallas Robinson. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm happy to be in Arkansas. We met here back, was it in November? Yeah. We came to CPG school? Yep. A little, so, few months back, yep. Yeah, so we were at CPG school, and uh, what it is basically where people from all over the country come and talk about retail, how to get your product on the shelves of Walmart, any other big retail outlet out there, but... We're here again, coming second round, and he's actually speaking, so you're speaking tomorrow, correct? That's right, that's right. So I'm giving a little pre-run on the podcast show, but 
I just want to talk to Dallas about his experience. He went on Shark Tank. He started in his dorm room and success story after another. Let's start off hearing about where you got started in the dorm room in Utah and where you came with your idea of Kiss Sticks. Yeah, absolutely. So my first uh, company, I, I've always had kind of the, the entrepreneur bug, if you will. I started my first company when I was just a little kid mowing lawns, you know, like many people do. I wanted to, I always wanted to make my own money and kind of do my own thing. I never liked working for somebody else. No, you're feeling uh, From the very beginning, you know. Uh, so in college, I well, in high school, I had this idea. I, I did a lot of outdoor sports. I did a lot of outdoor motorsports. I did motocross. I did wakeboarding. My lips would always get dry and cracked. I'd be out there in the sun all day. And then I'd get cracked lips and I'd, I'd try every type of lip balm out there and I hated it all. Either it tasted disgusting or and, and actually worked or it was like really great tasting but was like for little girls, you know, and yeah. a guy couldn't possibly take that around. <laughs> but then I'd have like prom coming up the next weekend. I'd be worried that, you know, my lips are all messed up. If I got lucky enough to kiss my date, I'm going to have these messed up lips and have this horrible kiss and be the talk of the whole school. Just like every Dude, high school kid, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. A high school kid thinks about so I thought at that point, I thought, how cool would it be to have this lip balm that comes in two compatible flavors yeah. that mix when you kiss? So raspberry and lemonade or fire and ice. One actually heats up and one cools down. You Sweet. know, yeah. just had this funky idea, just this funny little thing in, in high school. Yeah, it, I didn't do much about it then, I, but it just kept in the back of my mind. I kept thinking this could really sell. This is a product people would totally buy. Yeah. I talked to my friends about it. everybody's like, yeah, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. You know, so a couple of years go by. I mean, I end up in college. Um, it's my junior year of college when I started to get into my business classes and I needed to do a project. So I, I remember the first time was a business presentations class. I had to do a whole presentation on a, a business as if it existed. So I created Kistics from the ground up just in a presentation as if it was a real business, as if, you know, I was really pitching to the entire class. In a class. And so I did the presentation and everybody went nuts. I mean, the professor went crazy. The kids went crazy. They're like, does this actually exist? I mean, this is so cool. And the professor actually holds me after class and says, I want to see you. He holds me after class and a couple of us are just are hanging around. And he's like, are you seriously going to do that? He's if you're going to do that, I will invest 20 grand in it right now. Wow. And he's seen it. This is a guy who's seen a lot of business presentations yeah. right over the years. And so that kind of, I didn't take any of the money, but I, I thought, holy cow. Like, I got something here. This, that pushed me over the edge and gave me like the last boost of confidence to be like, you know what? If, if my business professor is saying he wants to invest in it and, and all the class is going crazy over this, there has to be some sort of market. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm brand new at this. I know nothing about doing, uh, building a retail product or even how to, even how to get going, you yeah. know, how to get this business up and going. So I started just uh, at the wonderful world of Google, right? I jump onto Isn't Google. Isn't that how we all do it? Is it Google search anymore? <laughs> I think I literally typed in how to make lip balm or, or lip balm manufacturers or something like that. And it led me on this wild chase of, you know, uh, one thing led to another, to another, to another, to finding actual manufacturers of this stuff, finding chemists of exactly the, the ingredients that I wanted in, that I, I, I knew exactly how I wanted it to feel. I knew how I wanted it to taste. And, and so I had to create my own formula from scratch and then have, have wow. chemists do it, have chemists put it together, make it taste good enough, and then ultimately have is the that, product that, that we have today. Is that expensive? You know what? It's, it's insanely expensive. I think the quotes that I got were anywhere from thirty to $50,000 wow. to start. And as a college kid, you can imagine I have oh, $0. I dollars, yeah. So no budget. But uh, what I found out is is you know there's really – 
where there's a will, there's a way sort of thing, you know, so um, true. where you, where you have no money, you, you figure out how to get stuff done. Yeah. So I went in and pitched a company and said, Hey, I've got a really great idea. Uh, you know, I, I polished my shoes. I dressed up. I walked in there. Like I, like I really had King. something awesome. Yeah. And, uh, they, they ended up doing all the formulation for free, you know, wow. ended up getting it, getting it done totally for free. And, uh, so did you have to give any equity up or they didn't just... give any equity? They thought it was a good enough idea that I'd sell enough product that they would, uh, they would make it worth it. So tell me from there, what, what did you do? They so you pitched them, they paid for everything. And, uh, what, yeah, what they, went from there? They did the formulation. I, I, uh, my parents gave me $5,000 for my first product. <laughs> they were like, you're out of control. You're crazy, but we'll give you a little Been bit of money. We'll give you a little bit like. of money. And, and so I bought my first set of, set of lip balm, a Kistics lip balm with that five grand. And, uh, and then we were off to the races. The, the school let us set up in the hallways to test the product out. Yeah. We hooked up with, you know, got around some rules there and, and we were able to sell right in the hallways. We started selling products. We started going to little trade shows all around our local area. Uh, started going to like what women want trade shows. And cause oh. we, we identified, you know, our, our main demographic is, is women, you know, it's women and, and girls. Were, and so at that time, were you single? No, I, I would, okay. I'd been married for uh, not very long though. Only a few months, yeah. I think. Um, when I, when we started this, because when I thought about this, when I was thinking about for asking you questions, I thought, dude, if this guy was single and he had this <laughs> right? project in college, <laughs> You could sell so much of this. Oh, and absolutely. You and, could, I mean, and you know the people we had working the booths. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All our college Imagine buddies what and them everything. Girls looked like Daisy yeah, Dukes was, on low it, cut shirt. It was crazy. I mean, it was it was fun. It was fun, and it was it was actually pretty cool because um, both me, I was married, and then my buddy ended up getting married while we were doing this project. And, uh, and we'd actually go with our wives and it became this like fun thing where we do these trade shows. Our wives would come and it was like this, it was like this rad, you know, cool thing that we're traveling all over doing this cool thing with our, with our wives. Dude, you check this out on YouTube and they have all these product reviews. I don't know the one girl that she reviews all kinds of products and she had her husband come on and Mm -hmm. they were kissing and she gave a thumbs up on it. Right. But go on YouTube and maybe you can tell better type in kiss sticks and you can see all kinds of videos out there, people trying this stuff out. And after seeing it, it's like, dude, I have to get this now. I need to order this stuff. <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's an interesting experience. It's cool because you can use it on a regular basis. You know, you yeah. can just use it. You have it in your pocket. You pull it out. You, you have a great lip balm, right? Yeah. Um, but then it's it's got that novelty factor that you you can kind of break the ice with somebody almost. You give it to them yep. and you're like, hey, let's try this out. It's kind of this funny way to, awkward, to approach hey, the kiss. It. It's like a little awkward, but but it turns into funny really quick. And then yeah. all of a sudden it turns into a kiss and it's even better. So just a, yeah. just a fun, exciting uh, little, little product that's very, very simple. And it takes a, a yeah. regular item and just twists it with enough marketing twist to make it interesting. So you got the product going. You're selling it. You're going to schools, going to trade shows. Tell me how it brought you to get on. Well, for first Shark Tank, but did you at back at that time, season three, did they do Shark Tank casting call? They did, yeah. So we were still college kids. We were still broke. Uh, if you know anything about lip balm, think about how much you pay for it at the grocery store. It's not very much. It's yeah. A, you got to sell a lot of lip balm to make any money. I mean, millions and millions of units. Yeah. And we were selling a decent amount, but we were not anywhere near making money yet. Um, so we decided we we were actually out in Texas. We were working a summer job in Texas. And we sat down and we're just like, how on earth can we get this out there? Because we hate what we're doing. It's miserable. We're out here in this Texas heat. It's 150 degrees and it's just horrible. And uh, we thought, 
you know, how do we how do we get our product out there? And we thought reality TV, right? I yeah. mean, reality TV, it's free. It's uh, it's exposed to millions of people it's crazy immediately. And you can have a huge spike in, in your business. And, and we thought about the shows that we could possibly go on. And, and immediately somebody's like Shark Tank. And we said, yeah, absolutely, Shark Tank. So we happened to look up casting calls. And there was a casting call that weekend in, uh, in Dallas, Texas, like which that. we were like an hour and a half away. So we drove over to Dallas. And uh, we we stood in line with thousands of other people. There's, imagine like American Idol for business, right? Yeah, it's not and, a lot of fun. Some people sleep overnight. And yeah, I mean, people are camped out there. Yeah. It's like it's like mix of Black Friday and American Idol. It's like the most horrible, you know, millions of people. So you're out there, you stand in line for eight hours, and, and you get up there and you get thirty seconds to pitch, right? I mean, they yep. they were so busy that day that they had. They said, okay, look, you got 30 seconds. You're up there with four other businesses. They sit you around a table, and there's one casting director in front of you, and they say, all right, impress me, 30 seconds. Go. And and so we, I mean, we were the, we, I believe, were the second ones to pitch, or second or third ones to pitch. Um, we listened to the first two, and it just was terrible. I mean, they just, they bombed. You can tell. Yeah. They just didn't have their stuff together. And, and when we first pulled up to the place, we saw everybody in suits and dressed up nice and all that. Yeah. And I'm like, we're college kids. That's how we had come. We'd yeah. come dressed up nice. And we wanted to impress people. But we looked at everybody and we're like, we're not standing out. If we come in a suit, we're the exactly. same as every single one of those people. So true. So we went back to the car. We got our little wristband that said, come back at, you know, two or three o'clock. And uh, we went back to the car. We went shopping and we got some bright green and bright blue Chuck Taylor Converse shoes on. And uh, we got rid of our, our dress pants. We put on our jeans just like a college kid would do. Yeah. And uh, and we threw on our lip balm, Alkistics lip balm shirts. And then we threw on our button ups over over that. So when it came time to pitch, we ripped off our button up shirts and uh, we had our big logo on underneath. And we're like, we're Kistics. And we just started pitching. And, and she just let us keep pitching. She's like, like a minute and a half went by and she's still letting us pitch. And uh, she's like, wait, 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 do you have any sales of this stuff? And we're like, yeah, we have like 80 grand in sales. And That's like, awesome. you know, we're rocking and rolling and we've just been doing this for like six months. And, uh, and it's, it's awesome. And she's like, she's laughing. She's like, is this a real product? Like, this is hilarious. So, uh, so she, she finally gets done. She's like, okay, shut up. I got to listen to these other people for a minute. So she talks to the other people and, uh, and she and she finally just says, okay, everybody else, uh, interesting, but we'll call you if we're interested. You guys stay here with me. And we're like, holy crap, kept, we made yeah. it through. So they kept us in. We had to do a video after that. We had to do yep. a, another submission. We started the process, which which turned out to be a, a four-and-a-half-month process. Uh, from that day, four-and-a-half months later, they invited us out to come and pitch the Sharks. And so that was that was intense. We, we kept during the process. We'd you know, get really excited. And then we're like, Oh, yeah. they're not going to call us. Oh, oh, we're really excited. Oh, they're not going to call us. And Dude, then finally it came and they're like, okay, next Monday call. you need to take five days off and you need to come. I mean, this was like three days before. Dude, I want to say something back in the shark tank casting. I don't know if this is something for the millennials, but I went to shark tank casting call in Des Moines and I, I wasn't going to dress up. Everybody has a suit on. I'm like, dude, I can get, I got to stand out. So what I did is I pitched to the whole line at cameras because I want to get publicity for my crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. Everybody there knew me and I went in, gave my pitch. They kept me after they loved it. I had my girlfriend Arctic sticks around her, everything else. Yeah. And what we did is, so afterwards we went and gave the pitch again. They're like, we want to see your energy. 
So found out. I thought I was going to get in the show. Well, I did it. They use it for the U.S. Cellular commercial. But I think it is. I mean, really, they want a show. They're putting on TV. Not only that's you, what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's putting the show on. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's a TV show and it needs ratings, right? So they need they need a mix of a, a good business that could potentially succeed and potentially be invested in. So they've got to look for good deals for the investors. Yeah, but entertaining ones. For TV, so you got a hybrid mix. You got to mix it up and talk about entertaining. So when you're going into Shark Tank, I want, <laughs> I've watched this and I love it. Tell me about your experience on Shark Tank. Yeah, so we had this harebrained idea that we were going to get Mr. Wonderful and Barbara Corker into kiss, and the producers <laughs> had no idea it was even going to happen. They're just like, look, this could go one of two ways. It could go really funny and really good for you guys and and make it on TV, or they could not play along. <laughs> and they almost did it <laughs> you have no plan b yeah like what do you do at that point you you can't you can't pick up the pieces after that so yeah we're like you know what you only live once so let's give it a shot uh because we really wanted to make it on tv because i mean you know thirty thousand people try out for this a hundred people get filmed and 60 make it on air in, yeah. in in season three it's more now but uh so we didn't want to be one of those hundred that filmed and didn't get on air that was the last thing we wanted. i know what you mean yeah so we're like you know what we're gonna try it luckily Mr. Wonderful was was having a ball with it. He thought it was funny. Uh, Barbara played along, and and she I, was a little more iffy on it. She was way iffy. We <laughs> had to we had to really push her. Uh, you don't see as much of that because it gets edited out. But we had to really push her to get up on stage and and do that. But uh, but it worked out. I mean it it it, it was funny. Uh, it made for a good laugh for everybody. It really lightened the mood for yeah. us to be able to remember what we're supposed to be pitching and. Yeah. And feel more normal. And uh, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen this one, it's season three. Is it episode seven? I think it I think is. So I think that's what it you, is. You just put in Kiss Sticks in YouTube, and you can see Barbara Cork and and uh, Kevin, Kevin O'Leary go yeah. up there. And she like she wanted nothing to do with it, but you guys got it done. I saw that. I'm like, dude, if you guys can do that, then you're gonna get a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting, and it, it took a turn from there where it got it got really interesting. I mean, we were in there for an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, and you only see eight minutes of what happens on TV, right? They they cut it down basically get the highlight reel of what happened. Exactly. But we were in there for over an hour, and they were grilling us on everything. I mean, every question you can imagine. They knew everything about our company. They knew everything about us and and who we were because they really invest in you exactly. uh, as a person, as well as your business. So. It was uh, it was fun. It was exciting, and and you know we, we ended up doing a deal with Mark Cuban. He offered us a really great deal, and uh, it was came down to him and Robert, and they were both kind of thinking about it. And finally, Mark offered us a good deal, and Robert said, you know, that's a better deal than than I would yeah, have offered. Yeah, it was two hundred thousand um, for forty percent. You go, yeah. you went in with wanting. It was two hundred thousand for was it twenty percent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I was. mean, obviously, that's a great deal. But so when you went in. Were you like some people, you knew exactly who you wanted to get a deal with? Um, I think we had it up for, I think we would have done a deal. It's about the connections, right? We would have kind of done a deal with anybody. Yeah. Um, of course, we had our favorites, you know. Yeah. Uh, Damon knows retail. That was interesting. Even though it's not cosmetic retail, it's uh, still it's still he has the connections, right? So yeah. that was interesting to us. Um, and then Barbara, she has quite a few retail contacts. Um, and she's she really gives time of day to her uh to her people she's in, she's invested she really in. Invests so in it. she really she really keeps involved um mark cuban of course i mean you know he's he's the pinnacle of of people who want who yeah. want to do business with is like wow mark cuban, that's, mark cuban. that's unbelievable I mean, come on. yeah so uh i mean all of them had had their strengths i think but but we're we were really happy with our outcome the one thing i did see when you came on the show which was awesome 
So I want to hear how you guys did this. You pulled out a piece of paper, and it said, this is the problem. We have, what was it, 7,500 stores and go through Walgreens. They yeah. wanted to roll out your product mm-hmm. in 7,500 stores. Yeah. How, what's awesome for TV, I mean, right there, it's sealing the deal. I mean, you played them, did the kiss sticks, have them kiss and everything, and then here's the final thing. I got them on the hook. Yeah. How did you get that kind of deal done before the show? What did you guys do to get that kind of connection to get an order like that from Walgreens? So technically it wasn't an order. It was new vendor paperwork. So yeah. Walgreens had interest and they expressed enough interest to set us up as a vendor. So okay. we had to bring something. We couldn't get it done before our we needed a pitch. The deal wasn't completely sealed. But it it showed our new vendor paperwork that that we actually are being set it up. It sealed the deal. Yeah, and yeah. It, it shows it shows that there was enough interest for them to set us up, which they don't do for everybody. So, yeah. um, the deal with Walgreens uh, ended up going through. Not as big as we as we had imagined it was going to be. We thought it was going to be like. I think it's gonna be like a, fifty thousand or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think you said on the show like five hundred and forty thousand. Yeah, which it, is, is awesome. it ended up being yeah. a, a little bit less, but uh, but we still rolled out. Um, the deal ended up kind of being a nightmare actually because paperwork was messed up, and it was, yeah. it was our first big retail deal, so it it actually didn't end up working out too well with them. Um, but it, it was our first deal, and it led to to many others. So we learned yeah. a ton from that. Yeah. So. Let me fast forward. You made a deal with Mark Cuban, which awesome guy. If I was going to go on the show, I've, I've actually sent out product to that guy. If I was going to go on the show, that's a guy I'd probably pick. If I do go on, hopefully the other people don't hear this. But uh, Mark Cuban, awesome guy. He's got good connections, everything else. How has partnering with going with Mark Cuban, how has it changed your company? Tell me what it's like now being partnered with Mark Cuban. Well, it's definitely definitely brought exposure to it right i mean when you say you're partners with mark cuban people take you seriously um also he has a killer retail team now he's hired a bunch um he didn't when we first started but but since then he's he's hired on a bunch of really awesome people that just work for him and help his shark tank company so their their full-time job is to help a bunch of shark tank companies so we can call them we can talk to them on a regular basis um we we talk weekly if not if not more um fantastic people and uh and then he does things like cosmoprof like he'll show up at cosmoprof and him him and jean paul are actually speaking sean paul jean paul oh, john mitchell. paul okay. paul mitchell okay. yeah i was thinking um, the singer so. no um <laughs> john paul mitchell he's uh you know from paul mitchell studios oh, yeah, right exactly. for the shampoos and everything he was yeah. a guest on shark tank he wow. was a guest judge a while ago. I think That's season awesome. five, I believe. Awesome. Um, but he, they're gonna they're gonna speak at Cosmoprof, um, which is a huge cosmetics trade show. And then four of the companies, four of his companies, he invites out there, and we're one of those. So yeah. uh, they they do a whole beautiful beautiful setup for us, and just it's incredible. All in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay, and it's amazing. How do people react when you're going out in the street and you're? I mean, you tell them your story. You're on Shark Tank and. You partnered with Mark Cuban. I mean, how do they react? Yeah, to that? it's kind of a one in a million thing, right? Especially, yeah. uh, especially you know, I'm a 28 year old kid basically who looks like he's even younger. So it's like, <laughs> it's funny. I mean, it's it's just really. I mean, you can't. Ex- it's a dream come true for any for any startup company. And this is my first company. You know, it's not yeah. like I'm. I didn't try this a million times and then finally hit it. It's like, no, this is the first thing I did. Threw it up there, threw it out there, took some risk, and and it something something happened, and so it's we feel just super fortunate, super blessed to have that happen, um, and it's led to so many other cool opportunities. I mean, just the networking and the 
and the you know plugging different things in plugging different pieces into different retail and and different businesses we've been able to really have a, a yeah. great time and and start a really cool career now one thing i was looking at looking at through the different videos not only mark cuban but i saw on qvc Lori, what's her last name grenier grenier yeah. i saw she was pitching which great you have a girl pitching the product on qvc tell me about how that led into that what what that was like i mean it was pretty awesome. A lot of people called in, and I imagine you guys sold. Yeah, a we bowl sold bowl. out. We sold out. We sold a ton of lip balm to them. Um, so we did a special collaboration with Lori Grenier. Mark introduced us. Yeah. Um, and we did a special lip balm just for her. We did a lip balm. We did a lip gloss, and we launched them on QVC, and we sold a lot. I think we sold like ninety-seven thousand dollars in like five minutes, five or six minutes. Yeah, they were only on for you six know? minutes. So. I mean, it was crazy. And then they they re-aired it again and again and again and again. So yeah. we kept just selling. It did. It did awesome. I think it did. Ended up doing six or eight hundred thousand dollars for us. Um, and it was just, uh, it was a fun little deal. QVC is fun to work with. They can drive a lot of volume. Yeah. Um, they're difficult to work with, but they're. But if you know how to do it like Lori does, yeah. then uh, she can really make product fly. Now, what kind of effect does it have on the back end? Because usually people go on QVC for marketing as well. Yeah, it's great I mean, marketing. People great see marketing. that all over mm -hmm. and they say, oh, I saw that on TV. Yeah, people see it. They, uh, It's great marketing. It gets your name out there even more, you know, more more exposure, the better. Yeah. Um, and plus you're selling stuff. So you can't you can't lose on QVC, you know. You, <laughs> yeah, get, know. you get it out there and you get... Uh, you get the exposure plus the plus the sales. Yeah. So tell me where you're at today. Uh, gone through Shark Tank. You, a few years out now. Where's Kiss Sticks at today? And what's new? What's coming up with Kiss Sticks? So with Kiss Sticks, we've pivoted a little bit. Um, the we found that the uh, the the brand part and and struggling against people like uh, Pfizer or you know who owns Chapstick. Yeah. Or uh, people who like Blistex and Burt's Bees, billion dollar company. Um, it, you got to have serious marketing. I mean, the the lowest one I think is spending over eight million on print alone. Wow. Uh, I mean, significant marketing dollars are being thrown around in this category, and it's it's very difficult to get to get that traction and stay on the shelf without spending a fortune in marketing. So what we've done is we pivoted a little bit, and we found that the private label business is significant in that it is our most profitable side. Yeah. So we've actually turned a little bit and gone after a lot of private label business which is has been now our bread and butter so we're still doing we're still growing organically and kind of growing yep. um not super mainstream the lip balm the kistix lip balm brand and we're getting it out there we have some pending deals some pending big deals that we uh soon we'll be able to talk about some with some very large retailers that we're excited about we're excited to I see bet. what happens yeah um but but we're still kind of growing organically and just kind of doing it. It's kind of doing its thing, right? But uh, but the private label side is interesting. That's what we've focused more sales effort on. Yeah, is going out and creating products for other people because we have killer chemists, we have awesome facilities, and exactly. and we can do these very easily. And it's great, great profitability for us. So where would you say the majority of your sales would be coming from? I mean, online sales. Are you doing a lot in brick and mortar? Um, online does okay for the does okay but it's hard <laughs> people aren't used to buying lip balm online so yeah, it's kind of an impulse that. item yeah. you know so i think most are most are stores still uh we sell through convenience stores we sell through grocery yeah um so that's still where mo the bulk of it comes and then private label does far and away the most business so obviously kits kiss sticks is killing it you guys are really doing good with that company but you're like me, entrepreneur. You can't stand still. You just going all over the place. Right. Tell me what other 
things you got your hands in? What other things, projects are you working on right now? Definitely. I mean, you have to be, you have to be careful because you want to stay as focused as possible, um, you know, and really, really give the time and effort to the project, um, especially when you got an investor and, and somebody to report back to. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, I am, I am entrepreneurial and, and it's, it is, it is somewhat difficult to, to just be tied down to one thing. So I've got, uh, I own a little piece of a, a tech business, but basically I just consult for and help, uh, do things on Amazon. Basically what they do is, is they build market and sell. So they, they build listings on Amazon. They help optimize them. They market those listings within yeah. the marketplace that is Amazon, basically like its own, its own Google. They, they yeah. perform SEO for Amazon basically wow. get you found right from the millions and millions of listings they get you found and then they help you sell. So they help you actually move product and make sure that it, that is going out the door um, through several different techniques. And so we, you know, got some people, recruited some people from Amazon, brought them over, got some people who had built million, multi-million dollar stores, brought, they sold their companies and came over and, yeah. and, uh, and I just kind of consult and, and help and have a small part of, of what they're doing there. So that's exciting. And then, and then I help other companies, um, you know, if they're just starting out and they kind of need to know the path. That's what I found is a lot of people have great ideas, but they don't know what they to do with them. You know, they held across the exactly. Path. And they, they need to know what, what to do and, and kind of be pointed in the right direction. And so that's, I've been able to help navigate for, for a couple of people. Um, and then, uh, and then there's a food and beverage line that I'm, that I've been helping out lately that, uh, does some great products and I've just been helping introduce them into retail and, and, uh, and really help push their, their, uh, national sales. I know one thing, uh, working with, uh, with the other line with the beverages, tell me about, I know you guys are working on some licensing deals. Tell me how hard that is. I think, is it Walt Disney is one of them you're working with? Disney, Universal, Pixar, um, yeah, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, all What's that. that process like? I mean, for anybody out there that has no idea, because obviously you can put a cartoon character, put somebody on a product. Yeah. And it'll sell it because they see that little kid. Oh my God, I need that. Yep. Tell me about that process. What's yeah. it like? So you need a lot of money. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> you need deep pockets because most of these places really, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a good partnership, somebody with very, very good financial backing and that can market the products and yeah. that can sell the products. So they, you need a distribution chain, you need distribution line. Um, immediate because you you tell them how much you're going to sell and you need to stick to that yeah. and then you need upfront you have to guarantee them upfront and then you get they get a commission on the back end so you have to have a very significant in addition to your product cost now you're paying for licensing as well so yeah. you just have to make sure that you really know what you're getting yourself into and then uh, and then but it can really help your product sales I mean it yeah. helps get noticed um, we've chosen to do it um, more co-branding so so our our brand is on there along with the licensed character so that it builds the brand as well as and the license helps sell the brand yeah not just the brand itself not just you know and so so it's a little you just have to see what your strategy is um they're also working on another really cool deal with a, a one of the top 10 licenses in the in the u.s right now and that would just be a branded product so it wouldn't it wouldn't be a co-brand opportunity it would be just yeah. there just their product and we would market the whole thing for wow. them. Um, but it's, I mean, you're talking huge, huge deals, $50 million plus in, you know, the first year sort of deal. So, I mean, you gotta really, you gotta know what you're doing. You gotta know your, you marketing. gotta be a big dog. You're no startup for doing something like yeah, that. Yeah. To get involved with it, you know, multi-billion dollar brands and, and license their, their image and their look and feel yeah. and their name. You've got to 
be able to perform. One that Definitely. sticks out, I mean, among the rest is the movie Frozen. And if you have any little kids or any uh, nieces out there, my niece watches it 10 times a day. Yeah. But I heard, and I don't know if this is true, that the licensing for that alone was a quarter of a billion dollars. Just to have the licensing for that. I don't know if that was through Walmart or what it was, but it's because, I mean, you have this show, this movie that everybody loves, and you stick that and put it on any yeah, product. It doesn't matter what it is. It's going to sell. It'll sell, yeah. And it's ridiculous the amount of stuff they have. You look at Walmart, they have a whole aisle of it. You look at another yeah. one, you look oh, at yeah. Duck Dynasty, they have yeah. a whole aisle. <laughs> But it's amazing what that branding can do for any product. Yeah, yeah, it gives sense. It gives customers a sense of, uh, you know, they're aligning with Disney, right? Disney has fantastic health standards now. They they really have have honed in, and they want healthy beverages and healthy yeah. food for kids. And uh, and it's something they know. They know the Walt Disney Company. You know, parents yeah. feel good about that. They know it's whole. It's wholesome. It's it's good, and and they feel good buying something that that exactly. is that brand because they trust that Disney's done their due diligence. True. So yeah, it, it it can be hugely helpful. We have the frozen skews for two two products, and that's awesome. It's man. awesome. <laughs> They're great. So I want to go back. You're talking about uh, you working with SEO and optimization. This is something I have yet to master, and I have some friends that have studied it. Tell me about your experience selling online and how you can really try to master doing the search engine optimization. Yeah. So what we've focused on is we found. You can spend a lot of money driving people to your own website, but why not drive them to a marketplace that they already trust and they love um, yeah. instead of having to get comfortable with your website and then go through your shopping cart and hope that it gets there because they don't really know if you're a janky startup or if you're the <laughs> <Exactly>. real deal. <laughs> um, why not push them to Amazon? Um, so that's that's what our first theory was in creating this, this little company. Um, but what we decided is we need some experts. We need some Amazon experts of people who knew how to sell on Amazon and could sell in volumes because there's so many eyes on Amazon. If you can get found, you can sell a ton of product. And so we, uh, we delivered, uh, we developed a whole system of how you market yeah. through Amazon, through using their, because Amazon knows everything about you as a buyer. They know what you're buying, what you're putting in your cart, what you buy, what That's you scary don't buy. What they know. They know everything. Yeah. And so they can market perfectly towards you, just like Google does. The Amazon can market perfectly. I notice it time to time. <laughs> so if you do that within Amazon, you can really get some traction fast and uh, <clears throat> and build a great strategy. Whereas we found a lot of large companies, they've focused so much on retail, they've kind of forgot about Amazon. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard for them to, to learn it, go back and be like, oh, this is online. We're more brick and mortar. You know, we, we sell to the retailers. Well, Amazon is a retailer, and you're yeah. missing 5 to $10 million on there if you could just... Uh, you know, and so that's what we do is we go in, we help large companies, we take them, we put them on Amazon, we put all their products up there and we market them and we, and we get them those sales that they're missing. Yeah. And so we, I mean, we do large companies, we do small companies, we do all sorts, everything in between, but kind of the sweet spot is, is, is a large company that's already selling tons. Yeah. And then they put those products on Amazon. They, they have kind of an instant win. So tell me if you were going to try to explain this to a startup, if you had a three-step process or tips, what would you tell them to try to optimize your search engine the most? What would be your three things? Um, three things are, are uh, your images, first of all. So for the, the images have to be perfect. You always want more than five. You want more than five, and they have to be the, the largest pixels that Amazon What do you mean allow. by five? So 
for showing up the product? More than five images, yeah. So the, okay. the customer can scroll through and say, I like this image. Oh, here's here's one from the side. Here's one from the back. Here's see one from all. the top. I want to see it all. I want to, I want to. when you're online, you can't hold it. You can't feel Be like it. If you you're can't, feeling it. But it's like the same thing. If you see five different images, <clears throat> then you really can see exactly what you're buying. And that, that increases your chance. Um, the other thing is, is make sure your bullet points that you have. Many people will only have one or two bullet points. Well, if you put four or five or six bullet points, more detailed, you have more detail. The customer's going to look at it more and then you're going to get picked up also by Amazon's algorithms. Yeah. So more keywords in there. Um, I would, and then uh, another thing is, is tag your competitors keywords. You know, look at your competitor, like that. tag their keywords in the back end so that you're showing up not only for your search, but for theirs as well. Smart. I like that. I, I use that a little bit myself. I'm always tagging Shark Tank yeah. or Entrepreneur. Absolutely. Because people always look at that stuff. They're searching it. They're going to stumble across your listing and, and you never know. You might get a conversion. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, one more question before we go on to you. I want to learn a little more about you. Personal. Not too personal. <laughs> but... Uh, in today's world, things are changing. I mean, social media, marketing, everything. It's going so fast. And we're millennials. Things are changing more. What do you think is going to be the key to running a successful business in the next five five to ten years? I'd say ten, but ten years from now, things will change a lot. The next two to five years. Yeah, I think people are turning more and more to technology. I think that's oh, yeah. that's where people are going. People are shopping more on technology. And then the other thing is they're being more healthy. You're seeing the steady, <clears throat> steady decline in in uh, crappy foods, right? Crappy, uh, high sugar, high high fructose corn syrup, all that sort of stuff. It, it's on a steady decline and more and more incline. I mean, the LA Healthy. airport just got rid of McDonald's and put in a farmer's market wow. inside the terminal. I mean, think about how crazy that is in, in exactly. LA. I mean, it's happening on on both the east and the west coast, and it's slowly moving towards the to the center of the U.S. Um, so I, I think people are going to be focused on health yeah. the next two to five years. That's not going away. That's not just a trend. I don't see I that. Think I see a, more and more of that. I think that's a real thing. Um, and then I think the, the more, ever more focused on technology. So I think if you kind of combine the two, people are going to try to be connected. They're going to talk about health. They're going to, they're going to try to help each other be more healthy. Yeah. And then, and then the businesses are going to continue to flourish. So right. I, I think that's where some real growth opportunities are going to be. I, I agree with you. Health anymore. For me, when I'm traveling, I'm sure you, you find this out too, I'm a health fanatic. My girlfriend's a health fanatic. She manages a gym, personal trainer, and she's always making me prep my food. But when you travel, it's hard. It's so hard, man. I mean, you got Subway, and then what else do you got? Yeah, especially <laughs> when you come out here and they deep fry everything. Everything's right? deep fried down yeah. south. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. And I... I don't want to get in the restaurant business, but honestly, if you could have a healthy food somewhere, I'd go there to eat. So yeah, I really I mean, agree that's why I love about going to New York and LA and everywhere. There, there's so many healthy options now that it's fantastic. You can go get a nice meal and you can feel good about it. Yeah. Um, it's still working its way over <laughs> to, to the rest of the U S but, but, uh, it's making it there, but it's making it there and it's going to continue. You're going to see it more and more and more. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a hard part about traveling is it's just, it's, it's tough it's difficult. and working out I, and then working out. Yeah. Places, <laughs> you know, big cities have great gyms and hotels, but smaller cities just don't, don't Dude, have I've, it. I've been to some random gyms here in the last couple of months on my podcast tour all over. I mean, you don't, you don't yeah. know where you're going to go. Yeah. You don't know where you're going <laughs> to end up <laughs> or get jumped. It's kind of an, it kind of an <laughs> adventure, I guess. Yeah. So let's go on to you. Uh, I always say, I mean, it's you got to surround yourself with very knowledgeable people, your mastermind group. And you've said, I've said, you 
people, if they want to see where you're going to be in five years, if they want to look at who your friends, you're usually the yeah. average of your five friends. Yeah, I love so, that quote. Yeah. So tell me, who are your, I guess, five friends or mentors that help you stay in that average and be the most successful you are? Yeah, so I've always tried to surround myself with people who really know what they're talking about. I've always kind of yeah. been friends with people who are older and have a little more experience than Same I here. do. Yeah. Um, which has been kind of weird, you know, because because uh, I just don't hang out with much, many people that are that are my same age. So my partners in my other businesses are all older. Um, they all have serious life experience. They have different experiences than I do. They're yeah. Amazon experts, for example. I'm not an Amazon expert. I just have ideas, you know. Yeah. But I align myself with somebody who absolutely is. Um, on the other side, uh, I have some friends who are really great in real estate. Right. That's I don't do anything in real estate, but it's interesting to me. And they're extremely successful. These guys are flying private all over the place, going golfing and all these different places. I mean, really, really successful people. And I, I love going out, going out to dinner with them, picking their brains. You know, they, yeah. he's probably got 10 years on me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then having some some mentors as well um, that who have been in retail for a really long time. That's, that's important good to, to have. Me. Um, I actually just uh, just hired somebody today who's been in the retail business for 35 years. You know, they, he's fantastic. Can't wait to to work with him. Um, but the guy, you know, he's he's in his 60s. Yeah. Um, but fantastic. So I, I mean, I try to surround myself just with the the most professional, and that's how I learn. That's how I learn the most. And that's that's really where I credit my education. I, I mean, dropped out of college, right? Yeah. But just surrounding myself with people who are professionals, learning from them, yeah, and then uh, trying to catch up, right? I'm always playing yeah. catch up. I always say I want to be the dumbest guy in the room. Yeah, because, always. And you don't have to know everything. You just got to know somebody that does know the stuff. Absolutely. So, thing I was going to ask you this, but now that you got on the subject for older people, so you usually, I mean, probably most people you employ are older than you. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a few admin people and stuff who are yeah, you know, and younger, I've been in that position. I used to be the guy that hired everybody, and they were all older than me. Tell me how you everybody deals with different. How do you deal with that and forgetting that respect and being able to work with them on the same level when you have somebody that's ten, twenty, thirty years older than you? I think it's I think it's if you hire the right people, you don't ever have that problem. Yeah, um, I can see how that could be a potential issue, um, but. I think also if you're performing and you're outperforming everybody always, Lead by example. you, uh, you, you yeah. know, you never questioned. That's so true. Ever. Um, they just look back at you and they're like, wow, like that's what this, we have to do. He's, this kid's young. kicking butt, right? Yeah. yeah. You have to, you have to really demand that and you have to really know what you're talking about. And so I try to excel at the stuff I'm really good at the, the marketing side, the creative side, yeah. uh, that part comes a lot easier to me and then being connected, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, if the, if the Amazon company needs a new client, I said, Hey, let me connect you here, 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 and yeah. here. And then all of a sudden they have 10 clients and they're like, awesome. This is amazing. You know? That, yeah. That's so true. Uh, tell me about, and this question, I love asking this one. Tell me about the lowest point in your business life, anything in business, lowest point you've ever had. And I've had some low ones. And it's yeah. amazing when you get to that point, how your mind works. Oh yeah. Tell me about your lowest point, how you overcame it. Uh, I think, Probably the most miserable moment was when we had just I had just quit my regular job um, to to pursue Kistics full time, and we uh, I was married. I'd been married probably about a year at this point. I think a little over a year, and we uh, I just quit a family family business. I could have potentially owned the company, you know, does millions and millions of dollars every year, 
does very, very well. I quit very stable, very good job yeah. and, uh, branched out on my own. And, uh, you know, I gave up insurance. I was like, Hey, we're healthy. I, I, I'm going to take the risk and I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to do insurance. I'm going to try to save my money. I'm going to try to do this thing. Well, it turns out we found out we were pregnant about two months after that. Oh, wow. So not planned, not, uh, yeah, you know, not even <laughs> just all the stuff. Wow. Okay. Surprise. Um, found out we were pregnant, no insurance. We we're gonna have to pay the whole entire bill. Uh, wow. and then the company just wasn't making enough money. I mean, we just weren't selling enough lip balm to make it make yep. sense. So I had to get a job at Winco at the night. There's a grocery store back in yeah. you know, Intermountain area. Um, I had to get a job stocking shelves at night. Then I'd go during the day and work kiss sticks. And then I'd sleep for like three hours. And then I'd go back to Winco at night, stock shelves all night. That's and grinding, then go back. Man. So, I mean, that was, I remember coming home. And I just wanted to just lay on the ground and cry sometimes because yeah. it was so exhausting. I was so freaking tired. And I had a brand new baby that had, you know, yeah. and responsibilities. And my wife wanted to kill me. And she's like, why are you doing this? Like go back and work at your family's company. Yeah. Like, like this is, this makes sense. You know, there's no stability. There's no anything yeah. that, that, you know, your, your partner wants to want support and, and help. And you, I just couldn't provide that. And so that was, that was probably the most difficult, but you know, we just pushed through, we pushed through and, and made it work and made it happen for, I think I only had to do that for six months. And after that six months, I bounced and dude, you did never what you look had back. <laughs> yeah, did what you got to do. Yeah, you know, if you believe in it though, you, you got to go with it. You got to go with where your heart is. And if you didn't feel like it was the right thing to go with that company, the easy way out, then you you got to go with yeah. what you love. And obviously, it turned out for you. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. I would never have done anything differently. And that's the goal for anybody out there. I mean, if you have a business, a product, an idea, if you believe in it, and it may be tough at times. Go forward with it, man. I mean, life's too short not to. You might yeah. as well go for it. What do you got to lose? Yeah, exactly. And I, I figured I was young enough. I could, you know, I didn't have my opportunity yeah. cost was a lot lower then than yeah. it is like, say now, you know. Well, Dallas here to say that, hey, it's going to work out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so two more, <laughs> two more questions for you. First off, I always want to hear what are your top three books that you would suggest to other entrepreneurs um or audio books i started when i very first started this whole venture i always i i read think and grow rich right it's oh a, my it's god a classic dude right? we are gonna just <laughs> <laughs> that okay i talk about this on the show every time and well i interviewed a guy that was on shark tank he made a deal with barbara cork and kevin harrington but he lives off that book yeah and he was actually on the back of the book they put his oh quote, is that right yeah cool. cactus shack behringer but that book changed my life, and I, in college, read that. He led me to it. I've read it like three or four times. Honestly, that book decides, I mean, if you can read that book, you have the world. It changes your mentality. You know, it just changed my way of thinking. I, I thought of that, and I was like, I was like, you know what? That This is, I can put these things into my life, and I can do what this book says yeah. easily, right? It's, it's not a big, hard transition. It's just mental transition. And, uh, and I never kind of, I never looked back like that. That book was a real turning point for going in and doing business. And, uh, I think I actually like, uh, which is kind of cheesy and and goofy, but I really like the secret. You know, I, I like that. Um, I, some of it's a little goofy and, 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 uh, you know, I, I don't know that I follow it a hundred percent, but I like the principles that it stands for. And I like that, uh, positive mentality um and 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 expecting things yeah What's, um, who's that by i don't even know it's just called the secret I there's a I've thing on netflix you. there's a documentary yeah. on netflix so you can watch and stuff but but it just talks about you know 
thinking and, and expecting things to happen in your life and going after that and believing that so hard. And, yeah. and, and one, one, uh, piece that, that it talks about is, is that I was stuck in this rut and I was, I was focusing on debt, right? I had an SBA loan for the business. I had, I was focusing on debt, focusing on debt. And they're like, what are you going to attract? You know, you're focusing so hard on debt. Exactly. You're going to attract more debt to yourself, right? You're so, you're just put your debt on a payment plan and focus on prosperity. You know, put all your mental energy and effort into focusing on prosperity and the positive and focus on getting, getting people to write you checks instead of focusing on debt. And it's just that mental switch of going debt to prosperity that really helped me. And when, when things were rough and, and financials, you know, were difficult, that mental switch, I was able to, I was able to triple my income in, in one month. Yeah. By just making that positive switch and not focusing like that, I was able to make all these opportunities happen. And it's like, wow, like, look at, look at that. You can really see the, the it's benefit. amazing where your mind goes. And if you can keep it positive, I mean, whatever you focus on is where it's going to be. Sure. And just by doing that little thing. Yeah. So that book and you got a third one. And then, then I like anything from Malcolm Gladwell. I like anything from that Everybody guy. Everybody says that. Is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, from tipping point is good. Um, I liked his his latest one, uh, David and Goliath, is really cool. Yep. It talks about you know big businesses and how uh, as a young small business you can out manipulate them and you can uh, you know why these why these big businesses can actually be brought down by by a small business. And yeah. so it's interesting as a small little business to read that book and uh, and see all his comparisons. It's it's incredible. It's an incredible book. So that's the latest one I read from him. Um, but any of his stuff is just yeah. super I'll, interesting. I'll have to check them out. You're like the third or fourth person on the show that said his kind of books are good. He's good. He's so. good. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, they're an in more interesting read. Um, and you have to kind of read between the lines of, of what you take out of that book and apply to directly to business. Yeah. Um, but that's awesome. Last question. And, uh, you and I are, I'm 25, you're 28. We're the millennials. We're kind of like the leaders of the pack of our century or, decade what top three tips would you give to other successful entrepreneurs or people out there young entrepreneurs you 10 years ago what tips would you give for success out there uh, I think I think the the biggest piece is to is to stick with it you know you've got to you've got to absolutely stick with it and then I think our generation and especially the generation younger than us you have to forget the expectations and just go after and, and work and sacrifice, you know, go after yeah. your dream, but, but realize there's going to be some sacrifice there yeah. and you're going to have to put up, you know, with 50 feet of crap before you break through the surface and actually are able to attain something. I think a lot of our generation, I've seen this with a lot of my friends, people I went to school with and everything, they really have a lot of expectations out of life. You know, they want, uh, they expect that they're going to live in the same type of home and drive the same type of cars that their parents do, that their parents worked for 50 years exactly. to be able to afford, right? And they want that now. They want it and they're, they're impatient for it and they want it now. And then they're frustrated with their life because they're, they're not there. Well, you got to realize you've got to, you know, you've got to just bust it to, to get that kind of stuff. And, and don't just have those expectations. It's fine to be able to put that as your goals, but you, you got to realize you got to work towards it. And yeah. I think just, just keep that in the back of your head and, and realize that sacrifice, it, it tastes so much sweeter after you do the sacrifice something, you it know, does. all that through all that. And you feel, you feel a real sense of accomplishment. Um, and then I think lastly is, is, uh, is I, th- 
try to keep some type of, and I'm not, I'm not very good at this, but this is something I constantly am trying to work on is try to keep a good, a good balance, even though you are so focused. Easier I, said than done. Easier said than done. I, I know that I am definitely not a model uh, of this, but it's something that I'm trying to challenge myself to get back to. Yeah. Um, and be able to, cause you got a lot of important people in your life. You got a lot of, a lot of different, uh, you know, responsibilities. Um, you've got to have some sense of, of balance with, with everything. Right. Yeah. You got to be able to take a little bit of time and, and recharge your batteries, even if it is, you know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, or just to be the, be the best you, you can be, you've got to be able to figure something out or find something you really like to do yeah. Hit the gym, hit the, you know, whatever, exactly. whatever it is, you got to be able to keep it up. Great advice, man. Where, uh, where can everybody find everything you're doing? Where man, they find you at? All over the place. The Kiss Sticks, kissticks.com. You can check out what we're doing there. It's just K-I-S-S-T-I-X-X.com. We've got all the social, you know, you yeah. check us out on Facebook and, and we're always doing some fun things on Facebook and Pinterest and everything else. So uh, check that out. Um, our private label side is, is we can contact us through there too. If anybody's looking to do any, any type of anything, creams, lotions, sunscreens, yeah. any, any type of that sort of stuff we're really, really good at. So, um, yeah, and I'm working on, uh, my wife says I, I need a blog because I'm doing all this crazy, crazy things. You and do. she's like, she's like it's interesting. It, just, she's like, it's interesting. Get it out there. But so maybe, uh, maybe soon, soon to be a blog where you can check out just the crazy adventures dude, that, that are happening. Dude, it takes time. I'm starting to get into it, but you just gotta like take an hour of your night and yeah. write about your life. Almost like a journal, right? Just yeah. like a, it's like yeah. an online journal. It's more interesting. And then yeah. you realize how crazy your life is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. It's a lot of fun. And uh, anybody out there, I hope you go out there and create something great and become unforgettable because life's too short not to. I'm Brandon Adams. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's show with Dallas. Dallas was a lot of fun. The kids, just like me, were very like-minded. I had some fun with him. If you guys missed anything, you can check out our notes. I have additional notes on my website, BrandonTAdams.com. And also, after the show, we did a little pitch-off. And you can find this on my website, BrandonTAdams.com, along with my notes. Or you can find it on YouTube. And uh, check it out. It's called Shark Tank Pitch-Off, Arctic Stick versus kiss sticks and he gives his pitch that he did in shark tank i give my pitch i did in shark tank casting call with my product arctic stick and you guys can vote you vote who the best pitch man is so you can check it out youtube and below comment who's better arctic stick or kiss sticks we had a lot of fun with it uh you won't want to miss this video it was pretty sweet but uh Anyways, if you guys love everything we're doing here, tell your friends about it. I mean, share us on Facebook. Give us a good uh, five-star on iTunes. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. I'm all through social media. We're all over the place. Reach out to me. If you want to send me an email, you got any questions to ask me, you can ask me at brandon at brandontadams.com or check out my website. We have a lot of episodes there as well. That's www.brandontadams.com. I really hope you guys enjoyed the show, and you know what time it is. I mean, it's time to go out there and create something great and become unforgettable because life's too short not to. I'm Brandon Adams. You guys have a great day, everybody.